Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So good. Sweet sound of a white claw on a Sunday afternoon. Yep. It's good. What's the temperature outside today? I have no idea. I have not been outside yet. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I haven't even looked outside, to be honest. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, I'm sitting right beside a window, and I I have not done that either. Like, it looks sunny outside. Yeah. I can tell you Uh, that much. It says 16 degrees and partly cloudy. Okay. And that's in Celsius for our our American viewers. Yeah. So that's quite toasty. Listeners. Is it viewers or listeners or what is it technically? It's whatever you want it to be named. It's whatever I want it to be? Yeah. All right, you, all right, you munchkins. <laughs> so uh, so for you uh, you Americans or Anaheimians, uh, it is about 61 degrees Fahrenheit here today. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Why is that it's, so drastically different? I have no idea. Uh, um, uh, this brings up another question, though. What do you call people from Anaheim? Anaheim's? <laughs> I have no idea, actually. Yeah. You know what? This is what Wikipedia is for. I'll search this on Wikipedia as uh, you introduce us. How about that? All right. Sounds good. We're only like a minute and a half in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Quack Report, guys. My name's Carter, and with me today is Nate looking up what you call people from Anaheim. Hello. And if we're, and if we're totally wrong, definitely someone from Anaheim let us know. Because it does definitely, like, it normally says, like, pronunciations on Wikipedia. It, it like, does, yeah. Let's take a look here. No, no, no. There's just like certain ones that you just can't figure it out, you know? Because um, like California would be like Californians, I feel like. Yeah. It just like yeah, Cal- yeah right. Californian. That's right. <clears throat> I actually can't find it. And then like Los Angeles is another one. Like, is it Los Angeles? Maybe. That one kind of makes sense too. Maybe Los Angeles. Yeah, it's normally like on that side panel, I guess, on Wikipedia. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, you're right. It does say though, actually, the uh, the origin of the the name of the city, um, Anna or Anna, is after the Santa Ana River, and Heim is the German word for home. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I read that like a couple weeks ago. I don't remember where. Yeah. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. Um, so go. yeah, anybody that's listening from Anaheim, please let us know what you guys like call your your city folk. Yeah, please like, please the name stop us from just sounding stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just misinformed, Nate. We're okay. misinformed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm still trying to take a look, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? You might stumble upon it eventually. Maybe. Um, I guess. Do you want to just uh, do you want to get into some news here? Sure. While you while you look it up. All right. So the first kind of big thing we got uh, the return of hockey, but not necessarily in the way that you would expect, but probably in a way that you'll like. Prime Ticket and Fox Sports are ailing some 
airing some classic Ducks playoff games, uh, most notably the 2007 uh, Cup run, um, which ended with the Ducks finishing off the Ottawa Senators. So they are airing games one, two, four, and five. Uh, I'm assuming game three is the one where the Sens won. So. Yeah, it was, the, it was the lone <laughs> loss in that series. I don't know why they wouldn't still air it. Like, Well, because still, you don't want to watch the Ducks lose. I don't know. I think it'd still be cool. <laughs> Ottawa, <laughs> o- like Sportsnet and Ottawa are going to be showing that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the one Sens playoff or the one Sens uh, finals victory. <laughs> is that actually their only finals victory? I wouldn't be surprised, actually, because when else had the Ottawa Senators been to the Stanley Cup final? Not often. Here, there's another thing for you to look up. Maybe yeah, I'll look at it right now. Maybe I can keep Nate from talking this episode by just telling him to look <laughs> things up. <laughs> uh, but those games are starting on April 27th. So tomorrow for us, uh, the, the day this episode comes out, Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and then the next day, the 28th, you can catch game two. 29th is game four and 30th is game five all at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then they're also airing the 97 Western Conference quarterfinals versus the Phoenix Coyotes, which was the first uh, Ducks playoff series win. So another big milestone for the franchise. They are airing games one and seven uh, on May 4th and 5th at 7 p.m. Pacific time. So uh, some big milestones that you can uh, either relive if you're a longtime Ducks fan or live for the first time if you're a little bit newer like us youngins. That is true. Um, And I actually think that... uh, I'm just double-checking that right now. I believe that 97 playoff series actually was the first um, playoff series for Phoenix because they had moved that season from Winnipeg. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think so, actually. Oh, so there you go. Um, And also... Okay, so there is no apparent name for... Uh, someone from Anaheim, from what I can find, um, even went into Reddit and somebody said, in all seriousness, I have never heard a term for residents of Anaheim. And also the Ottawa Senators, that 07 playoff appearance was their only, or was their only Stanley Cup final appearance in their history. So they have one win total. They're like one in four in the playoff, in like the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. That's that very it. sad. They've made it close like quite a few times though. Well, I mean, what was it, three years ago that they were just one goal away from returning to the finals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Um, and that, then yeah, that was definitely the it, most recent. But. Yeah, and then, uh, uh, who was it? Wasn't it? Uh, uh, well, it was Pittsburgh, obviously. Um, Kunitz, Chris Kunitz. Wasn't it Wasn't he who scored the goal? Oof, I don't remember. Probably. I don't remember that off the top of my head. And then you had the absolute collapse of Ottawa in the last couple of years since. <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah, just never recovered from that devastation. So. Nope, never. Uh, yeah, but no, this is gonna be cool to watch these uh, these classic Ducks games on uh, on Fox Sports. Um, I don't know where we'll be able to watch them up here. Uh, we may have to go by non legal ways. <laughs> yeah, I know that Game Five was um, just posted on the YouTube channel as like a live kind of premiere. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so we could we could at least watch that. Um, I actually, yeah, I'm did, assuming they would do the other ones on the YouTube channel. As yeah, well. um, I actually did watch that game uh, live. I think ever like since 2004, like when I had really started to get into hockey. I think I have only missed. Yeah, I've only missed one actual raising of the cup. 
Yeah, since 2004, which would have been the 2018 Washington Capitals one. I didn't get you to didn't see watch that, that one. one. I just didn't get to see it like at the time. I think I had practice oh, yeah. that night. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just watched it like when I got home, kind of like the replay yeah. or whatever. But um, yeah, otherwise I've seen every other cup raising uh, live. So yeah, I guess I probably have too. At least most of them. Yeah. So I do, yeah. So I do. I do remember watching this one actually. So yeah. But nice. Yeah. Next, uh, we got some more uh, hockey, some more NHL 20 simulations. But this time they're taking some players from each of the 31 NHL teams, as well as the uh, one of the. I don't remember what position he plays. Uh, I, I want to say linebacker, but I don't follow NFL, so I'm probably very wrong. Um, There's another thing for me to search up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. It's working so far. Uh, but Luke Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks is representing the upcoming uh, NHL Seattle franchise. So they got 31 or 32 teams, sorry, playing in this uh, this competition. I guess if you want to call it that, the NHL Player Gaming Challenge, which starts on April 30th. Uh, they're airing. Some of the games on NBC and uh, up in Canada, some of them on Sportsnet starting Friday, May 1st. Uh, but all of the, the matchups will be available on the NHL's Twitch channel. And then featured ones you can also watch on, on Twitch, obviously, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, oh, and NHL.com as well. So there's lots of different ways to, to watch these, these streams. Um, but with NBC and, and Sportsnet kind of being the main ones and kind of the, the premieres, I guess, if you want to call it that, for the, I guess, the highlight games. the Yeah, or f- yeah, highlight games, featured games, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we're actually going to come out of this with all the, like, video game streaming. Like, I wonder if we're actually going to get more video game streams on major networks. Because esports yeah, has maybe. been a thing for quite a while, actually. It and has, what and is, now that it's the only thing you can really do, like it's yeah, what most and, of these channels are, are airing. Well, and so. even was well, a few months ago that like some teenager went from well being a normal teenager to a millionaire, won three million in a Fortnite competition. Yeah. So so like they're they're actually like really big. There's just there is a lot really of money them. in it, like surprisingly. But yeah, like most of it yeah. is on like Twitch, which is why that uh, program mm-hmm. was developed. So or that site. Yeah. Um, also, Luke Wilson is a tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. Tight end. Okay. Yeah, tight end. Uh, I do know football. I just don't follow NFL. I follow the the Canadian league up here. So, oh. it's, uh, so I'm, I sound I'm like gonna, an idiot anytime I talk about the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be honest here. Luke Wilson is a beautiful man. Um, he is Canadian, actually. Oh, nice. So, I gotta get some eyes on Luke Wilson here. Um, and I know like we were talking off air and I said imagine if uh, through this playthrough is actually how the Seattle team announces their identity so (laughs) I was like that'd be kind of interesting actually it would be kind of interesting yeah well I mean when there's no news around that's what's going to be talked about this is almost the perfect time to do it even though you can't have like a big celebration for it like that's mm-hmm. what and like everybody's going to be talking about. Yeah, maybe Luke Wilson's going to announce he's retiring from football and <laughs> joining hockey. hockey. <laughs> Apparently, he was actually a hockey player like um, like earlier, like before he got into football, like when he was a, a kid. So that's why he's that's why he's in this. So maybe he's going to give it a shot, be the first official signing of NHL Seattle. Watch the Seattle team just like with Wilson playing, like just 
blow up this uh, this gaming challenge. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so funny, actually. Um, yeah. Did we mention who is representing Anaheim? No, I didn't get there, actually. <laughs> All right, well, let's get there. <laughs> All right, uh, but, but first, uh, yeah, you're right. Luke Wilson is a beautiful man. Yep. He's like... <laughs> He's like white European uh, Jason Momoa. That's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what nationality Jason Momoa actually is. Uh, he is uh, American. Uh, he is Hawaiian. Hawaiian, right. Yeah. I, I did know that. Because I, um, I, I remember there's, figured it out. Because <laughs> I remember there's a, whole, there's a whole thing of uh, paparazzi once he was announced to be uh, Aquaman for the Justice League movie. And so he's like signing a couple autographs and you got all the paparazzi yelling questions and one guy straight up just yelled out, like, are, "Like, will you need to learn how to swim for this? Or, like, or can you swim? And Momoa just, like, looks at him and just goes, I'm Hawaiian, bro. <laughs> and he walks off. It was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, oh. But, yeah, the uh, for this gaming challenge for the Anaheim Ducks is Camp Fowler. He's the lone representative of the Ducks, which is pretty cool. Um I don't know who I expected uh, would be uh, part of this for the Ducks, but I, it, it wasn't Fowler. I don't know. I thought it would be like I, one of like I, the really, really young guys. John Gibson, maybe. Or I think Gibson, it would be yeah. funny to see Ryan Miller do it. Yeah, just the old guy that probably has never like picked the, up kind of NHL since. guy, yeah. Yeah, probably like the last NHL game he played was like NHL 94. <laughs> I'd have said like 07, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That was a fun game. Can we just reminisce about about NHL 07 for a moment? Dude, all of the ones from like the, the 2000s. I had a stacked team on that that I think I played 20 years on like the uh like the franchise mode or whatever it was called then. Yeah. Uh or just season mode, I think that's all it was. I think that's uh, all you had, yeah. Yeah, now now season mode is like you play one season and that's it, but um yeah, no, I had a stacked line. I remember my top line was Joe Sackick, Joe Thornton and Chris Drury. And my two goalies, Martin Broder and Roberto Luongo. Dude, how many like, cups did you win? <laughs> all the cups, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and like you could, like you could beat that game so easily. Like I was playing on the highest difficulty, and but all it was was just like pass back to the defenseman, up to the right wing, throw it to Drury at center, and then you take like the wide cut and mm-hmm. uh, cut across the net and just tuck it far side. Yeah, every I remember, time. <laughs> I remember in all those games, I have no idea what difficulty I was playing on, but I was just awful at defense. But I could score like you're still awful at defense, and that's your position, bud. I, I know, <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like the scores in the games would be like twenty five to like twenty four. <laughs> it was just so high. <laughs> oh man, you um, know we should we should maybe do like a Twitch thing. That'd be fun. That would be good. Yeah, just for us. Yeah, we should look into that. Yeah, we'll look into that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to see Fowler as a uh, as the Ducks representative for the NHL gaming challenge, so. Yeah, it'll be uh it'll be interesting. Have to I don't know, maybe we should actually do a uh well, if it gets on YouTube, we could rewatch it. Maybe we'll do a game breakdown like we uh like we do when actual hockey's on. Yeah, it'd be something to do. <laughs> that would be something to do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll have to, we'll have to take a look at uh at when he plays, so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next little piece of news here, uh, more of a rumor, I guess, than a, a piece of news, but uh, all-star John Scott, who, I'm, if you don't know who John Scott is, just stop listening, look it up, come You back. need to learn. <laughs> yeah. uh, he tweeted on April 24th 
Uh, just got word that the NHL camps will begin again June 1st. European players are coming back soon. Hashtag breaking. Uh, but no one else reported this, so that's... I, like, it's more making it's the rounds because it was John Scott saying it. More than There's got to be some truth to it, honestly. Like, man, yeah. I, I mean, I guess, like, maybe at the time, but, like, things have changed even... Because when did you say that was tweeted out? Like, three days ago? It's the 26th uh, when we're recording. Two days ago, so, yeah, the 24th. Yeah, and, like, even, like, things have changed, like... The city of Calgary even is, like, on full lockdown now until April 31st, basically. Like, all events yeah. are canceled, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for, like, the rest of the summer, there's nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I would imagine that there was maybe some truth to that, and and now it, it's probably not happening. I'd be I very mean, it could, it could go into what they had been talking about of, like... At first, it was um, not... Uh, I can't think of the word like no allegiance or that sort of thing um like unbiased areas no that's not mm-hmm. what I'm, you, you get what i mean yeah um but then it sounded like uh gary batman had just kind of shut that down like pretty early on at least he said it never really got off the off the whiteboard necessarily because like places like north dakota that they were talking about for like it would be in their like uh in the college arena as much as the college arenas are great, it doesn't have like the needs for an NHL production. Mm-hmm. Um, like the more like the cast booths, the interview areas, the big enough well, locker rooms, well, not to keep even, people far well, enough away. Yeah, it's, it's it's more like the the far enough away. Like it's the behind the scenes stuff. It's not when I say like when I say presentation, I don't mean like oh the lights and stuff mm. for broadcast necessarily. You're gonna have probably three cameras in there, one for each thing. Like you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna be having like the multiple angles that we're normally used to even because there's going to be no fans or anything like that too, right? Like yeah. you're going to be trying to keep people... It's going to be like as, just as many people as you need. It's not going to be like, oh, we're going to make it a full-on actual production. Yeah. Another uh, another big thing too that I didn't even think of but is a reason they're not using the college um, <laughs> arenas is like the video review stuff. They don't, that they don't have any of that stuff. Yeah. Like they don't have the the camera above the net to look at the goal line. They don't have the blue line cameras, like the, yeah. none of that stuff, which is like huge for the game nowadays. So, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, I guess we didn't have it in our outline, but might as well talk about it since we're kind of anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with like along that, they are looking at, um, finding like one rink, um, in each division for the, for, like for all the teams to play in. So maybe we do see a continuation of the regular season actually. Seems like for the Pacific, it they may be looking at Edmonton. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, I I mean, like it's in northern Alberta, which if you've ever been up there, there's Edmonton and then there's like fuck all. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's forest. So like, and Edmonton's doing really well in terms of you know preventing the spread. So yeah, I think like, there's still under 500 cases total. Which for as big of a city as it is, is great. Considering yeah. Calgary is doing awfully. <laughs> like it, yeah. And just went um, into lockdown, like you said. So it's a possibility. Um, but whether or not they have the, the hotel capacity nearby and, and stuff like that is a question. Yeah, which I don't think that's actually going to be the issue even. No, because so. around the arena, like, because, I mean, I, we've both been there at least yeah. once. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like a fairly new district i guess well it's an old district but it's being revitalized i guess yeah so there is a lot of of commercial stuff around there you know new restaurants newer hotels brand new arena that's like massive so 
like yeah. the locker room stuff wouldn't be an issue. No, so, not at all. I would imagine that's kind of the big selling point of it is just how new it is and how like commercial it is now. Yeah, that too. But also I think like, well, you're not going to have games in California by any means. Um, yeah. Sucks for for the Ducks and whoever else, right? But especially like with San Jose, they were about to play to no fans before everything really shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, yeah, you're not going to be see ga- seeing games in California. Vegas, the mayor wants to open the city back up. And it sounds like there's a lot of pushback from the actual residents of the city of like, no, we're oh, wow. not ready for this. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, I'm not too sure about. But then again, they don't really. It wouldn't be much of a difference. You don't get a crazy crowd in Arizona. Mind you, it's more than Florida. Um, yeah. No, and, I was thinking Arizona too. Like, just send everyone to the desert. <laughs> Why yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> um, and Vancouver, like BC, hasn't been terrible, um, but I don't know if you really want to risk it there, um, considering that like BC, well, Vancouver area at least is an island, um, mm-hmm. and uh, as well as like the Vancouver, like just pricing on everything is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um. So, if, like, for the Pacific Division, it, oh, and Calgary is just an absolute gong show. Calgary is going to be, like we said, Calgary is closed essentially until uh, September when the next season is supposed to be getting ready to start. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think Edmonton would be the best option, honestly. In terms of the Pacific, yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. So. So. Uh. Yeah. I. I hope that they can figure out a way to make that work. You know, like the players have been in isolation for over a month now. And I think if they could get, just get everyone in one place, you just play a bunch of divisional games to end off the season uh, and then figure out what to do for playoffs after that. I think that's great. I mean, playoffs start divisionally anyways. So like, yeah, exactly. I think it wouldn't really be an issue until you got to like the conference finals. Um, I think, I think the biggest issue out of all of this actually is we don't really know. Cause again, like it, it depends on a lot of different government levels and everything like that too but we don't know when the nhl wants to be getting back started necessarily i know they were looking at july but if things aren't as good as we would hope they are right i don't know if you could really go ahead and even uh i think it was bill daly who had said like you know like he had answered a question of what happens if somebody does get sick and it's like well then you'd go through the normal procedure with them and it's like but can you do that? Because if one guy gets sick, you have to quarantine basically the entire team and then you're missing out on games and you're just shutting down the league again. So Yeah, as well as everybody that's played them in the last, you know, couple yeah. weeks because that's which how would long be it an, can which take. would which would be an entire division. So yeah. I man, like as like I know we were just talking about it last week of like, yeah, I got hope for it and like it's only been a week, but like I don't think we will actually see the continuation of this season. I think we are gonna potentially see the third cup not be awarded yeah it's definitely wishful thinking to um, yeah to think that it's gonna be resumed as as pessimistic as it sounds yeah because like i know a lot of us are thinking like oh okay like maybe two months max and then everything will kind of start to go back to normal and i i don't see that happening honestly yeah i don't i don't have any inside information or anything like that i am a 23 year old music degree uh graduate so uh, I have no medical history necessarily except for my own, but uh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, that's just my speculation on it. It was just like things I've heard from the news and that sort of thing. But yeah, so I don't know. I, I think John Scott's tweet had some truth just to bring it back full circle, but I don't think it's uh, 
necessarily true anymore. So yeah, if you see anything so yeah, yeah, that's I've, a couple days old about that stuff, I'd say it's safe to assume that's it not, might yeah, not no. might not be anymore. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, do we want to get to this last little interesting piece now that you had uh, found on Reddit about uh, unused numbers by NHL franchises? Yeah, sure. So this came from uh, user Rocket, R-O-K-K-E-T. Uh, this was just something interesting that I kind of came across. Yeah, I just came across while uh, I'm not able to talk today. Yeah. Uh, just while trying to look for some news or just, you know, anything really. And so it's... Uh, he actually went through and listed the NHL teams and what numbers have not been used uh, by each franchise themselves. Um, the Ducks have quite a few in there, actually. So, uh, yeah, that's I actually just, a lot. Should I just list them off? Yeah, go for it. So the Anaheim Ducks, both in the Mighty Ducks or Ducks forms, basically since 1993, have never worn number 66, 69, nice, nice. 72, 78, 79, 81, 82, 84, 85, I think that's supposed to be, uh, 86, 89, 92, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, and 99. Um, 99 seems kind of obvious because Wayne Gretzky and it, it being retired, but also they started in 93. Wayne Gretzky didn't retire till. 99, was it? I believe, yeah. Yeah. And then his jersey wasn't retired until, I don't know, it was probably a couple of years after that anyways. I thought it was right then, actually, that they were Right then, they were just like, it. nobody else wear it. I'm pretty sure. I could, I could be totally wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure they actually, like, that Rangers game, like, had that ceremony or something. I could be totally wrong, though. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Just Sounds good. And 66 makes sense as well, because um, of Lemieux, right? Yeah. Uh, it was re- retired in 2000 uh, by the league. The Oilers in L.A. separately retired Gretzky's number, and upon joining the league in 2000, Minnesota Wild had a ceremony retiring number one from circulation as a tribute to their fan. Oh, oh this is just all the retired numbers. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was like, why is it talking about Minnesota? What the fuck? That Minnesota um, one, though, is one of the more stupid things I've actually ever heard. <laughs> that is really dumb. Yeah. Because, like, that is to a... be a part of something. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're going to retire it to you right away, the fans. Every other goalie who wears number one is like, well, I'm not going to Minnesota now if I want my number. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the Oilers were the first to retire Gretzky's number on Which makes October sense. 1st, 1999. Yeah, it does. Uh, and same with L.A., like having like individual, like actual retiring for their team. Yeah. The Kings retired uh, his number October 9th, 2002. Uh, so after... It was retired by the league. Yeah. Um, the league retired it at the 50th annual All-Star Game in Toronto on February 6th, 2000. Okay. And Gretzky had just retired the year before. so Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they basically decided right away and decided to make it a retirement yeah. thing at this big event, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Um, I did see a thing that when Gretzky retired, he had 61 NHL records. And as of today, he has sixty. <laughs> yeah, he's lost. He's lost one record. I don't even know what the record was, but he's lost yeah. one record since he retired in nineteen ninety nine. Actually, I I saw this too, and I don't remember what it was. But he lost two records and then gained another one, and I don't remember what, what the one he gained was. Yeah, it, what was it? It was 
Was it a coaching record? <laughs> no, no, it actually wasn't. Okay, I got it now. So the two he lost, so the the first one was his record of uh, 15 regular season overtime assists, uh, which has been passed by Lidstrom, Adam Oates, and Messier. Okay. Um, and then Joe Sackick, Mark Messier, and Ray Bork passed Gretzky's record for most all-star game assists. Gretzky had 12, uh, and now Sackick has 16, Messier 14, Bork with 13. And then the one he gained was career points per game average. Oh, um, uh, okay. Or career PPG average. I don't know if that's point. Oh, yeah, points yeah, per game. Points yeah. per game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Lemieux was higher than Gretzky before he returned from retirement in 2000. And then he dipped lower than Gretzky. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's how that worked. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I knew I had seen that somewhere. So that was on, on Reddit I found that. So That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of seeing things, I sucked on the polls again this week, but uh, should we should we talk about the one poll that I put out? Sure. Let's let's see what you managed to do this week. All right. So, uh, as you guys know, last week we finished the Mighty Ducks review. I guess for uh, we went through each of the three movies and just talked about them or that, and we said we wanted to watch a couple more hockey movies. And um, I had done a poll recently saying, just like, what's your what's your favorite one? I got a lot of backlash for not including Goon on that one. Holy hell. Um, but so anyway, put out a poll uh, asking what m- hockey movie do you want us to talk about next? Uh, we would watch it and do the same thing that we did with the Ducks ones. Uh, so the options were Slapshot, Miracle, Goon, or Other, to which I said, please comment below what your pick is. And uh, Goon uh, won with 40%. And uh, it was a three-way tie for Slapshot, Miracle, and Other, which the only one given to me was Mystery Alaska. So, so I think we'll be which, watching... Which I haven't heard about that, that other yeah. one, Mystery Alaska, but we'll, um, we'll see. We'll check it yeah. out. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like we're going to start with Goon. Um, should we just have back-to-back weeks go Goon 1, Goon 2? Just watch them both? Yeah, sure. Might as well. Sounds good. So then... Uh, yeah, so like we we do want to watch like Slapshot Miracle. We can talk about those ones. Like oh yeah, we gotta we Slapshot's gotta fill with my something. Favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll put out another poll saying, okay, which order do we watch the rest of these? And I'm gonna throw in Mystery Alaska in there. I think. Or right, you know what? Yeah. Let's take a look. Let's take a look right now. At what Mystery Alaska actually is. Um, 1999 film. Ooh, classic. Um, and also thank you to uh, at Hockey Trollin uh, for giving us the option of Mystery Alaska in there. So thank you for actually. Oh, that's the host of the Caps Chirp podcast. Yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, yeah, is that the Caps podcast? I couldn't remember if it was that one or another one. But yeah. Well, thanks, Hockey Troll. You, you actually followed followed what I what I ask. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the other other comment just agreed with. Uh... Hockey, yeah, the Mystery other uh, yeah. So sorry, the uh, yeah the other comment there that I had was uh, from uh, Neil Villapiano. I think that's how you say it. Uh, the NVP show. Um, he is the host of the Mophobe Network YouTube channel and podcast, and a color commentator for the Jersey Shore Whalers. Um, nice. So he had uh, said, "Miracle, the greatest and most detailed movie." in history which i i gave that a like in return i absolutely love that movie and it's true it's very very detailed and goes into really what everything was happening at the time mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, so let's see here. Mystery Alaska. Mystery Alaska's amateur hockey team is challenged by the New York Rangers for a match. The small town forgets their petty fights and pulls together for a match which will be televised nationally. Yeah, it looks like... That it, actually sounds like an interesting premise. Yeah, it looks like they play an ex- exhibition game against the New York Rangers. Like in the movie. Sorry. Yeah. I wonder if it's actually like the New York Rangers. Like if they actually just like played a game and filmed it. I'm taking a look actually. I think it might have been. There's actually some big names in there. Russell Crowe, um, Burt Reynolds. I don't know any of the other actors and actresses, but like, yeah. Their Wikipedia page also says it was shot in Banff, which is right next to, uh, or not right next to, but not far from our hometown in our home province. So Yeah. It, we're which, what, maybe three hours away from there? Three to four, depending on when you go. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Russell Crowe, Burt Reynolds, um, Scott Grimes. Is Russell Crowe who I was taking a look at the picture there? Yeah, you, you'll recognize him as soon as you, you see him. Man, Russell Crowe looks so much in this one picture like th- uh, like Theo Fleury. Oh, yeah, he kind of <laughs> does, actually. <laughs> I was like, is Theo Fleury in this movie? That'd be funny. Um, but I do believe it actually is the... It might actually be the New York Rangers. I don't know. Let's take a look at Wikipedia for that. That'd be funny. <laughs> Um, just like yeah we're gonna bring you guys in for a little bit looking at the cast list there's definitely a lot of like hockey players that are playing themselves mostly phil esposito Ooh, there you go probably around the time he was in uh in new york there mike myers is apparently in the movie sick love mike myers um steve levy yeah, i'm not sure but yeah, I, that's definitely one I'd be interested in. I'm yeah, I'm interested into. for sure. Yeah. So, like they play yeah they play an exhibition game against the Rangers. I think it'd be fun just to see if they're like like actual Rangers in there that just aren't listed for whatever reason. Yeah. But um, it looks like uh, Mike Myers makes a cameo as uh, a guy named Donnie Schulzoffer, um, which is supposed to be a play on Don Cherry. <laughs> and like the, the hockey okay, I want to see it just for that now. Just for I just want to see oh Mike god. Myers as knockoff Don Cherry. Oh my god, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, no, this is definitely. I think we should watch. Um, we should watch Goon, and then I think we should watch this one. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna do was leave it up to uh, our listeners. I'll put out a poll with uh, Slapshot, Miracle, and Mystery Alaska, and they can tell us what movie we're watching after Goon. Okay. Sure. So. So that poll will be up. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll put it up this week. Let's go with that. Just so then we can kind of plan out our next couple of weeks here. Um, so if you're not already, make sure to follow us on Twitter at QuackReportPod. Um, I was terrible last week and this week with being active. I apologize for that. I will try to be a bit more. Um, but yeah, so follow us and have a good time. I like talking. If you comment, I'll reply back and whatnot so I, I i have fun on that twitter account all right before we get into the last part of the podcast we're just going to let you guys know about cool hockey so since 1999 coolhockey.com has been the number one online source for purchasing and customizing officially licensed nhl hockey jerseys in north america 
quality is just as important to them as it is to you, and that's why they ensure that every product that leaves their doors is done to the exact specifications of the NHLPA. Cool Hockey Stocks officially licensed NHL products from Adidas, Fanatics, Reebok, and CCM, and hand-stitches them in their 15,000-square-foot state-of-the-art production facility in Toronto, Ontario, to ensure the most authentic customization possible. Since they don't outsource jerseys for customization like their competitors, they're able to offer the best quality, pricing, and delivery time on all their products. Cool Hockey staff live and breathe hockey, and it shows in their work. Find out why CoolHockey.com is the number one source for NHL hockey jerseys online. And if you buy today, you can also get your first, your first or next jersey from them for 30% off. Just use the promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Once again, that's promo code THPN for 30% off your next purchase. But hurry, this deal won't last long. And by using our code, we can receive a little bit of commission off of uh, the purchases made through uh, our code and uh, the link that we provide in our description. This helps us to make a little bit of cash for future giveaways, making the Quack Report better, better microphones, doing video for next season, which is kind of our top priority right now, and just uh, just ev- everything like that. So, And yeah, hopefully when is... we're back together in the same room. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, just so we can get the top-notch quality that you uh, expect from the Quack Report. I miss you, buddy. I miss you, too. All right, and with that, let's get into the big discussion of the day. Yes, the top 10 defensemen in Ducks franchise history. So as we've done before, Nate and I created our own top 10 list and then just smushed them together and made a super power top 10 list, kind of like the Power Rangers, I guess. I don't know. And And uh, remember, these are are all objective to us. If you have disagreements, please tweet them at me. I'd love to talk to you about them, tell you why you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah, and for the first time um, ever, we had a disagreement on our our number one, which uh, when we get to it, we'll... We'll let you guys know. So yeah. our number ones are our number one and two on uh, our combined list. So uh, yeah, I guess you'll have to wait and see who uh, who we put up there. And man, like really anybody in our top three, arguably our top four, they have a case to be the top one. Yeah, yeah, just uh, like, yeah, for different reasons. And like I said, it's all it's all subjective or objective, however you want to say it. I'm yeah, not sure uh, which is the right <laughs> way to go with it. Subjective. Subjective. Okay. <laughs> yeah, objective is like math. It's either right or it's wrong. So starting with number 10, uh, we've got Pavel Turnka, 322 games played, 11 goals, 47 assists for 58 points uh, as in his career as the Ducks, uh, over in his career with the Ducks, sorry, over six years. Obviously, um, with this, this points total, points were not like a huge factor for uh, determining defensemen. I mean, defensemen don't necessarily get a lot of points anyways, mm. unless your name is like, you know, Eric Carlson. Or yeah, Brent Burns. Brent Burns, Drew Doughty, the, those those types. So, Pavel Turnka, six years with the the franchise, three hundred twenty two games played. Just a just a solid, reliable defenseman for um, for these guys. Not a lot of points, but um, uh, enough to make it worth keeping him around, anyways. Yeah, for sure. And uh, was a very early pick for the Anaheim Mighty Ducks at the time. Uh, he was a fifth round selection in nineteen ninety four to the Ducks. Uh, and he only ever played with one other uh, NHL team, which was the Florida Panthers, uh, in between 2002 and 2004, before heading uh, back overseas, mainly playing in the Czech League, it looks like, until 2012. Yeah. Uh, in terms of NHL career, basically a, a career duck. Um, 
with a, a very brief stint with the Panthers. So yeah, uh, yeah. In terms of NHL career, definitely one of uh, definitely a duck. So uh, deserving of that tenth spot for sure. Uh, ninth spot, we've got a current roster player, Josh Manson. Three hundred and eighty-five games played, twenty-one goals, seventy-six assists for ninety-seven points. Uh, also over six years. So again, not a lot of points, but based off of how long he's played for and the fact that he's still on the roster is uh, is huge. So, Yeah, and the great part is that our first uh, our first two players that I guess we're talking about are both uh, kind of homegrown uh, or developed. Uh, Josh Manson was drafted by the Anaheim Ducks in the sixth round of the 2011 entry draft. Um, he's, his career high games played, he played uh, all 82 games in the 16-17 season. Uh, which was also a career high, I believe. Oh, no, sorry, 17-18 was his career high in points, uh, playing 80 games in that season, uh, 62 points. Eighth spot, we've got Ruslan Saley, I believe is how that is pronounced. 594 games played, 26 goals, 79 assists for 105 points uh, over the course of nine seasons. So, uh, again, it doesn't really come down to points. It's more... You know that they stuck around for nine years and and played like full seasons, just being a solid defenseman for for this Ducks franchise. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, like you said, it wasn't a whole lot of points. His career high with the Ducks was sixteen points in the ninety eight ninety nine season season, having played seventy four games, two goals and fourteen assists. Um, just kind of a, uh, I guess, kind of like a big body player. I guess even at the time he was a six. Yeah, six foot, uh, 205 pounds. That's a big boy, yeah. That's a big boy. Uh, his career high for season penalty minutes was in 03-04 with the Ducks. Uh, oh, no, sorry. 05-06 with the Ducks, uh, serving 114 penalty minutes. Wow. And But was also a plus 17 in that year. Um, Which and is good. During those playoffs... Played 16 games, had five points and 18 minutes. Yeah, no, that's awesome. He was. I don't. I don't really know much about him because um, I didn't really follow follow the Ducks when he played. But it seems like he was a huge part of this team for a very long time. So definitely deserving of that eighth spot, in my opinion. Absolutely. Number seven on the list, uh, player that uh, one of the few players we actually agreed on in in their spot. Um, Sammy Vatnin, 280 games played, 33 goals, 93 assists for 126 points over six years with the Ducks. Uh, I I really liked him when he was in Anaheim. Uh, I had him on my fantasy team quite a few years in a row. Yeah, I remember you having him. Yeah, and now, you know, he's in New Jersey now, but I think uh, he was well-loved in Anaheim. You know, anytime there's trade rumors, everyone's like, bring back Sammy Vatnin, which I would not disagree with. He's a very solid, reliable defenseman. Uh, who can also occasionally put up the points. So Yeah. They'd actually have to bring him from Carolina because he was traded there during the uh uh trade deadline actually. He has he has yet to put on right. a Hurricanes yeah. uniform, but Yeah, that's right. So yeah, like the I think um yeah, I think he's a really great player. And uh I mean even 126 points doesn't sound like a lot, but in two hundred and eighty games played, like that's over half a point per game, which is amazing for a defenseman yeah and his uh his best year was the 15-16 year with the Anaheim Ducks playing a career high 71 games and having a career high 38 points nine goals 29 assists 
Uh, he was also a plus eight that season. Uh, and that year in the playoffs, he played in seven games, uh, a goal and three assists for four points with six penalty minutes. Um, again, I, I guess I said for the first two, now we're gone through four. We're almost through half of our list at this point. All of these defensemen have been drafted by the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, so, yeah, Vatanen was a fourth-round pick in the 2009 entry draft. The Ducks are great at drafting defensemen. They are. And yeah. and luckily, they develop them as well, typically yeah. for our own use. <laughs> yeah. The Ducks drafting and development is insane. Like it's, yeah. It's so good. I love it. That uh, man deserves a raise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number six, rounding out the... Um, I guess bottom five of our top 10 list. Oleg Tiverdovsky, 324 games played over five years, 45 goals, 125 assists for 170 points. Again, just kind of a, around that half point per game pace. So, Yeah, and continuing on with the, uh, uh, the drafting by the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, he was a second overall selection in the 1994 entry draft by the Mighty Ducks. Played his first two years of the NHL with the Mighty Ducks before going to Winnipeg. Then Phoenix, as the team had moved, uh, returning to Anaheim for three more seasons. Uh, his career high with the Ducks was 82 games in the 99-2000 season, as well as the 2000-2001 season, with a career high in points in that 2000-2001 season, having 53 points with 14 goals, 39 assists. And uh, unfortunately, his uh, plus minus was not the greatest that year, a minus 11. I, I, I just think that these these five players here, like you said, really just show um, how great the Ducks are at, at drafting and developing defensemen into just like just solid, reliable, stay at home defensemen. Yeah, you know, they, they pass the puck up to the wingers and. And they just do their job. That's they get yep. assists almost by luck. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Or yeah, not even luck. Well, yeah, luck. It's like it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's great to see. Honestly, that's what you want from your defenseman. It's yep. it's not a bad thing. So. Yeah. Um, getting to the top five now. This is where things got quite tough for us. Um, Hampus Lindholm, current roster player, has been part of the team for seven years, playing five hundred and two games getting 50 goals over that time, 143 assists for 193 points, uh, which a lot of that has come um, recently, I would say. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Hampus Lindholm, um, again, production isn't everything when it comes to defensemen especially, but Hampus Lindholm is a very consistent player. He had a career high in games uh, in the 15-16 season, having 80 games played, um, but his points uh, in the NHL range between 40 to 32 points um so he's always in that 30 point range yeah which, uh, which, is, can which is always expect that yeah like yeah. you at least know what you're getting with Lindholm which is awesome uh oh sorry I was reading oh my god I was reading the penalty minutes he had 40 penalty minutes in the 15-16 season oh <laughs> uh but he is typically in that 30 point range or almost at it uh his lowest was 20 points in the 16-17 season but his career high was 34 in the 14-15 season so yeah. I, I wasn't actually too far off. It was more just the no. numbers, specific numbers I gave. <laughs> yeah, but still, like, it's... It, it, you know what you're expecting with Lindholm. You know, whether you're getting, you know, like, high 20s or low 30s, like, yeah. it doesn't really matter as long as you're getting that consistent production, so... Uh, Hampus Lindholm also being another high pick for the Anaheim Ducks going in the first round, uh, six overall of the 2012 NHL entry draft. 
So we have now gone through six of our 10 spots, all of them Ducks draft picks. Which is awesome. That's great. All right. Now we're getting into where you could kind of make a case for any of these players here. This, uh, so it kind of hurt to put <laughs> to put four, three, and two at the at the spot yeah. that they are. <laughs> in our fourth spot, another Kurt roster player, Cam Fowler, uh, currently leads the team in points by defenseman with three hundred and one points in his career, sixty-seven goals, two hundred and thirty-four assists, and uh, that's over ten years as well. Which man, he's been playing for ten years for this team, which is amazing. Yeah, Six hundred and seventy-nine games played too. I don't remember if I said that or yeah. not. So. Uh, yeah, another Anaheim draft pick, the first round, 12th overall in the 2010 entry draft. Um, he's had a career high of 80 games played and a career high of 40 points, it looks like, in his rookie season. Yeah, uh, but he's gotten close there before. He had 39 in the 16-17 season. And uh, yeah, he's typically... Uh, he's. The crazy part is that he had 40 points in 76 games in his rookie year, but was also a minus 25. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think it shows why he was... Well, I mean, 12th isn't even like high in the draft, but mm-hmm. but he did play six playoff games that year, uh, had four points. Um, Fowler's definitely a... It's the, I'd say he's the closest thing to an offensive defenseman that you could be without actually being one. Oh yeah, for sure. So, because I don't, I don't think I would, I wouldn't consider Cam Fowler to be an offensive defenseman. I no. consider him a two way, no. a two way defenseman. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was his points total from this season? Because I know he was like in the thirties, but uh, his season points, paused. his point total this season, he played fifty nine games and had twenty nine points. Twenty. Okay, so it wasn't quite at thirty, but. Uh, and was currently a flat zero plus minus, which is not terrible wow. considering how the duck season was going actually this year so yeah no that's awesome that's really good yeah i guess let's move on to uh the top three now so we've got in our third spot chris pronger which was he was just huge for that that 07 cup run which is yeah. is why we we had him where we had him at third spot there couldn't quite justify putting that one and two but we did bump him up a little bit from where we initially had him just because of that 07 cup run and how much he brought to that team uh during that time and the, the couple seasons after so yeah, 220 absolutely. yeah 220 games played 36 goals 114 assists for 150 points over three years which is incredible amazing. <laughs> yeah if he, if he would have played you know like the the length that he did with cam uh, like the same length as cam fowler 10 seasons like he would have just gotten so many points man yeah so many points uh, Chris Pronger is our first defenseman on this list to not be drafted by the Anaheim Ducks. He was drafted in the 1993 season, uh, first round, second overall to the Hartford Whalers, now Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, played with the Whalers for two seasons, the Blues for majority of his career. One season in Edmonton when they made uh, their appearance to the Stanley Cup Finals and was brought in by Brian Burke uh, after a meeting with his board of directors and just like, his, or not his board of directors, sorry, but like his uh, his personnel saying like, okay, what's that piece that we were missing um, during this last season? And everybody said, Chris Pronger. Mm-hmm. So they went out, got Pronger, sure enough, helped lead them to a 2007 Stanley Cup finals appearance and win in five games over the Ottawa Senators. Which again, you can watch all of that on Fox Sports. Rewind it if you need uh, those dates and times again. Otherwise, the internet is a thing. 
Yeah, just <laughs> quick Google search. Uh, Pronger played a career high for the Ducks, uh, 82 games in the uh, 08-09 season, uh, having had 48 points and was a steady zero on the plus-minus chart. Nice, wow. Um, but let's. I'm just going to get into those 2006-2007 numbers really quickly. Yeah. Uh, he only appeared in 66 games, but had 59 points. Remember, this guy is a defenseman. 59 points in 66 if, games. Is a if defenseman. you're almost a point per game pace as a defenseman, that's insane, dude. And was a plus 27. And that's just the regular season. Now wait for his playoff numbers here for that run. 19 games off. played, had three goals, 12 assists for 15 points. So 15 points in 19 games and was a plus... Or, no, sorry. Doesn't have his plus minus here. My bad. Yeah, but... But... Like, that's basically the same pace, if not better, as the regular season in the playoffs. Yeah. So he was that's contributing unreal. very much offensively, but also just standing guys up at the blue line, basically. Like, oh, yeah. I remember watching Pronger, and he's a big man. Dude, he's just a powerhouse. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you get on the ice and then see that Pronger's on there, you're like... I'm not taking any chance. You're like line change, <laughs> line change. Where's the line change? Yeah, dude, you just got on. What get me doing? off the ice. <laughs> he's trying to crawl into the penalty box, even. He's like, just get me out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he was huge for this team, man. But uh, we just had to put these other two guys ahead of them. So yeah, absolutely had to. So your number one pick actually is our our number two, uh, which happened to be Francois Boschman, who played 592 games with the Ducks over 10 years, getting 56 goals, 140 assists for 196 points. Uh, some other notable career um, career stats, I guess. He obviously got the cup in 2007 with the Ducks. He was named to the second All-Star team in 2013. And uh, he was also selected for the um, 2010 uh, Winter, Olympi- Winter Olympics preliminary roster, but unfortunately didn't make the final cut to appear in the Olympics. But to be even be considered is, is huge. So Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so Boschman was a Montreal Canadiens draft pick in the 1998 NHL entry draft, going in the third round, 75th overall. Boschman played during the Mighty Ducks age the last year of that, uh, played with the Ducks for quite a while, went to Toronto for a couple seasons, came back to the Ducks for quite a while, Two seasons in Colorado and then ending his career back in Anaheim in the 17-18 season. Um, it looks, I'm just trying to take a look at what his, well he had a career high three times, or no, sorry, twice with the Ducks at least for games, playing a full 82 game season. And looks like his career is Ducks career high in points was 59 in the 07-08 season. Uh, was also a Stanley Cup champion with the 06-07 Ducks. Uh, during that playoff run, he had 20 games played with 8 points. Um, and during that season was a plus 7. So his highest plus minus was a plus 26 in 2013-2014, having played 70 games and 39 points. Wow. Yeah. Unreal numbers. Absolutely. Like, yeah, to put him at second, like is like without this number one who you've probably figured out by now like he, he would easily be a number one in like a, a many many yeah, other absolutely. franchises with with like the numbers he put up and like all, everything he did career-wise so 
definitely deserving of it. And yeah, 10 whole seasons. Yeah. That's insane. Like, the only other player on this list that did that was Cam Fowler. So not even yeah, our number exactly. one. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and the only just reason... Just with the career that our yeah, number one... We should clarify as well. The only reason that we haven't placed Cam Fowler at... Uh, like in the top three, he's sitting at number four there, was because we had these three players. But also, there's still more of a career ahead of uh, Cam Fowler. Like I, I, I guarantee oh, yeah. you, by the end of his career, like if we were looking at this five, six years down the list, if like Fowler ret- retires in six years, let's say, he's mm-hmm. probably going to be in that number one spot, at least number two. So, oh yeah, yeah for sure. And and if he gets a cup under his belt, yeah. then. One hundred percent. Dex yeah. Cup again. That'd be good. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, this number one player, um, he has had an unreal career. Uh, two Olympic gold medals in two thousand two and two thousand ten. A two thousand four World Championship, uh, as well as a Stanley Cup to put him in the triple gold club, a very elite company, and uh, gold as well in the ninety one World Junior Championships. He also was named to the 92-93 All-Rookie Team. He was a second-team All-Star in 97-98, a first-team All-Star in 03-04, uh, 05-06, and 06-07, so three consecutive years when you take out the 04-05 lockout. A five-time NHL All-Star in 98-01, and 09. Won the Mem- Norris Memorial Trophy in 03-04. Uh, was it the Conn Smythe um, winner in 07 with the cup run, most valuable player of the postseason, and has four cups. <laughs> so one with the Ducks there, uh, and then three with the New Jersey Devils, which I believe drafted him in 95, 2000, and 03. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Niedermeyer is your top defenseman all time in Ducks history, in case yeah. you didn't figure it out. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think the resume just kind of speaks for himself. I don't even need to get into like individual, like, points or anything like that like just the accolades that this man has had um was a third overall pick to the new jersey devils in 1991 and like you said he went on a tear with new jersey brought that experience over to anaheim and helped them for the next five years um just when did he join the team it was a oh oh five oh six season he had played the full 82 games okay Came over to join his brother, yep. Rob. Um, my stepdad actually, uh, I, I don't remember if it was Scott or Rob. My, one of the brothers, though, actually. Um, not long after they had won the cup, they were on their way back uh, to their home in, uh, or as, I think it was out to the cottage in BC, because Niedermeyer's from uh, Edmonton, which is just a few hours away from us. Uh, but yeah, he's out. Mm-hmm. they're out on their way to the cottage or that, and my stepdad uh, met one of the, uh, one of the Niedermeyer brothers and got a picture with them. So, oh, nice. and my That's stepdad, awesome. being the guy uh, who got me to be a Flames fan as well, goes, "I hate your team, but I'm so glad you won the cup." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you just got to pay mad respect. Oh, to absolutely, yeah, the guy. Like with everything he's done, like all the, the accolades that we just listed off there. Like, yeah, it's just this man is a legend. Done. I guess I never said uh, Niedermeyer's career numbers with the Ducks either 371 games played 60 goals 204 assists for 264 points over just five seasons so uh so where does that put us then for our our top line um our, I guess our all-star line then now that we've got Niedermeyer and Boschman joining the the line as the top defensive pairing 
Uh, all right, so we would have Ryan Getzlaff centering Temu Salani and Paul Correa with the defensive pairing being Scott Niedermeyer and Francois Beauchemin. <laughs> one thing that can make this a little bit better, and that's whatever goaltender we yep. end up picking. And I think one. that's actually, yeah. like we both said it, that's going to be the the interesting list, I think, between the two of us. Oh, for so. sure, yeah. I think, um, and I think that, that list is just going to be interesting. That no one I think what. definitely is going to have... Yeah, I think that one's definitely going to have a, another disagreement on the number yeah. one spot there. So, we'll, uh, But it shall see. be good. <laughs> All right, so before we get to our movie reviews of Goon over the next couple episodes, we will do our top 10 goalies. We'll just uh, we'll just get that done and uh, out of the way, and then we'll just, uh, we'll just hit up some movie reviews. So, yeah, next week, top 10 goalies in Ducks franchise it's history. It's going to be good. Which, yeah, and then we'll have our top line. There you um, go. Then we can post that and see... See what people do. What do people yeah, do? Yeah, I can make a, a thing for it. So, yeah, I think realistically, though, I think Pronger would be one of the guys on the defensive pairing, just because you need that big-bodied defenseman. Yeah, but, but also like, you got Boschman because there. we had. <laughs> he's yeah, he's, he's also not a, a tiny man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are any defensemen ever tiny men? I think defense. I think it's like yeah, for to, to be a defenseman, you have to be just you have like to be like minimum five ten. I think. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean to play hockey you almost have to be minimum five yeah. ten but <laughs> there's a few exceptions but yeah there's not not many tiny hockey players so all right nate do you have anything else to add before we're done for this episode um, you know just hang in there uh, especially with everything going on outside um just remember to watch your hands stay six feet away from everybody if you want to make it easy just grab your hockey stick and just keep people away from you hockey stick is about six feet uh long at least when it's bought new uh cover your sneezes and coughs in your elbow and just stay safe out there yeah yeah just go to the grocery store and just start swinging that stick back and forth (laughs) keep people away from you honestly they'll probably stay like 10 work on your stick checking too (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right thank you guys for listening this podcast is a production of the Hockey Podcast Network. You can check out podcasts from the perspectives of other teams uh, with uh, one show for each team uh, being on the network here. Those episodes come out the same time as ours every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the network at HockeyPodNet to get updates on all of those. You can follow our show at Quack Report Pod, where Nate is very active most times. Most times. <laughs> and uh, yeah, once again... Wash your hands, stay six feet away, cover your your face whole from any sneezing and coughing, and uh, just uh, enjoy having some classic Ducks hockey to watch, which should be good for this next you know week and a half. Really good. All right, thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm.